Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 27 of the Camino Voice. On this episode, I speak to the past and new owner of the Movement Arts Studio. Please welcome Kara Keating and Carol Mason. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I got to speak to Kara Keating and Carol Mason. Now, Kara Keating started Movement Arts Studio. Um, She started it 21 years ago, and she's been on Kameno for quite a while as well. Um, So we get to hear about how she got started with it, what yoga has meant to her, and how she got involved in it, or how she started her practice in yoga in the first place, Um, and then how she's continued to grow the studio until today. Um, and then we also get to start hearing about the transition as Kara Keating is actually leaving Movement Art Studio and transitioning it to Carol Mason, who will be the new owner of Movement Art Studio. Um, so it was a great episode. I'm so glad I got to have both of them on the episode at the same time. Um, got to hear both perspectives, uh, both um, where it came from and how it got started. And then what do we see as the future as a, of it? Um, and uh, just just had a great time with them. So we wish Kara well on her new adventures. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Kara Keating and Carol Mason. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamano Voice. Today I'm here with Kara and Carol um, from Movement Art Studio. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks, Brandon. Um, So before we get started, um, Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well... uh... The reason I'm here today is that I'm the current owner of Movement Arts Yoga Studio on Camino Island, and I've been on Camino Island for seven years, five years with our studio, and we have some, we, we love being here. This is our favorite location. We've been in three locations over 21 years, and this is the one we're, we're staying in. However, I'm not staying, <laughs> and Carol is, so... Um, I have a little thing I can um, just go for here and let you let you know what's going on. So on January 1st, 2020, I'll be handing over the reins of Movement Arts Yoga Studio to a new owner. Her name is Carol Mason. She's been our top yoga teacher since we moved our studio from Stanwood to Kameno five years ago. And for me, it's been um, 21 years of nurturing the studio and all its people when you walk into Movement Arts to take a class, the feeling of warmth, of uh, friendship, and really love is palpable. Even when the studio's empty, you can feel it. It's weird. It's all the people practicing in there. I'm choosing now to pass on the legacy of this work, and Carol stands poised and ready to take on full operation of the studio, as well as keeping up with her own teaching and education. So I'm both um, proud of her and thankful because she's the ideal person to keep the yoga fires burning here on Kameno Island. Movement Arts is a fully equipped studio, which means you can show up with just your mat and everything else is provided for you. Some people are surprised by how many props we use in yoga, blankets, blocks, 
uh, straps, bolsters, and more. Uh, the average class size is 12 students, which means that you are known and attended to. We like to know your name and know who you are. Located upstairs at Camino Commons, this convenient location is great for anyone who's going off or on the island. You just can't miss it. There's plenty of parking and uh, many other businesses to explore after class. So it's with great pleasure that I celebrate every individual that I've met here. And really, there is no place like this idiosyncratic island. I predict a bright future for Carol Movement Arts and the community that will surround her with support and love. So there you go. Awesome. Thank thank you. And uh, with that type of introduction, tell us a little bit about Carol. Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I should talk about Carol a little bit first. I I would tell you that Carol, um, she came to us uh, with the fever to become a teacher. And when she, she'll tell you more about herself, but when she was in the teacher training class to become a yoga teacher, every question that was asked, her hand was up to answer. (laughs) And you could tell when she was trying not to put her hand up, but she couldn't help herself. And she knew all the answers because of her dedication to the art and science of yoga. And so um, this is a natural transition for us. Uh, I'm going on to other things and um, to, to keep movement arts alive and thriving is my dream. When I started the business, I was like, someday. Yeah. No, that is, that's excellent. Well, and that's um, kind of my feeling about the studio is that it has been, it, it, it becomes your home as a yoga student. And then you just become part of this community. And when Kara first approached me with the possibility of buying the business and I'm thankful that we had this long window to really process it because it has been her baby and um, I I totally appreciate what it means to launch (laughs) your child (laughs) and um, so to be in the position to be that person is truly an honor and um and a responsibility uh because i feel i feel i i want to maintain and hold that vibration that is in the studio um of this of this close-knit community of these people that not only do they go to practice yoga but they form friendships and they form support for each other and i you know you see it and how it how it unfolds um even when a new student comes in how quickly they're brought into the fold, and um, and it just it's really heartwarming. So um, it becomes, you know, uh, you know, yoga. It's 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 not just the physical practice of stretching and and um, uh, you know it, it is a whole body experience. And um, I really I I look forward to you know the creative potential. And, uh, and just, you know, pursuing, um, my own Dharma, you know, that's your, your purpose in life, you know, your, um, it's like, it felt mutually like it was the right time for both of us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm really thankful. Yeah. So let's take it back a little bit farther. Kara, how did you get started? Like, tell us about your journey then. 
What, from, uh, at what age do you well, want me I to mean, start? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, I want to go back to the beginning. So, like, okay. you know, getting out of high school, did oh, you okay. did you go to college, or what's your yeah. educational, or what's so, your background? So, um, uh, I grew up in New York City um, in a large family, and one interesting thing is that um, when I was about 12 years old, my father, uh, who was a CBS executive, he got fired and he went down to an ashram in North Carolina and um, he came back a changed man. He was gone for about a month and he came back like, okay, I'm a yogi now. And anyway, he saw that I was uh, suffering in my own ways, had some difficulties, medical difficulties, and he said, I have to teach you some of this yoga. So I actually got started with yoga by my, from my dad, with my dad. Wow, okay. He taught me my first few yoga poses, and it helped. It helped me deal with my life, and it was always that way, a string through my life. I even took yoga in high school because I went to um, New York's first public alternative high school, and yoga was in the curriculum. Okay. Uh, but I was also a dancer, and uh, so when I went to college, I um, ended up getting a dance degree. Uh, it just was my love what, through college. What type of dancing? Uh, well, I'm classically trained, so ballet and uh, modern dance and okay. jazz dance, yeah. And uh, so had some time in my early working years after I graduated college where I taught dance and taught, um, actually I was one of the, aerobics in the early days of the aerobics <laughs> Jackie Sorensen style Jane Fonda workout mm -hmm. I was teaching those things back in the 80s so uh, anyway and then I had a 10-year career with the phone company selling advertising and that was lucrative but um, didn't couldn't really hold me yeah had I can't imagine you doing that <laughs> actually taught me a lot about sales yeah oh I learned a lot about sales I've heard that. Uh, yeah. and it was actually a, you know it was a good job I was all over Washington State and Seattle and traveling and it was fun while it lasted but I had a couple kids and uh and a husband who wanted to move to the country so somehow we ended up in Arlington and uh <laughs> bought a bought an old uh, farm old dairy farm from the original owner and and uh, fixed up the barn and made it into a yoga studio slash martial arts. He was a martial artist. Okay. So anyway, that's how Moving Arts got started in 1998. And, wow. Uh, you know, lots of challenges, uh, personal challenges along the way, health challenges, several uh, divorces, a divorce and uh, loss of a partner and, uh, well, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yoga has been the string for me that has uh, gotten me through all this and enabled me to keep the studio going through a lot of different trials and tribulations and, um, uh, and keep it thriving and then attracting the kind of teachers that we have that uh, have helped uh, do that and the kind of people that we attract, just beautiful, wonderful people. So feeling the support, like what Carol was talking about, is this community. Mm -hmm. It's a yoga community. It's called a kula, which is like... Uh, your choice, your community of choice, the people you choose to hang around. Yeah. So you know. Anyway. Um, yeah. So somehow oh, I got to Camino Island uh, because I was called one day and by the Camino Center. They were looking for a yoga teacher. Okay. So I started out here teaching a couple times a week at the at the Camino Center. That's where I met Carol actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. We had huge classes out there, like 40, 50 people in this room. It was just insane, and. Um, so anyway, uh, we eventually got our own place here, and uh, that's kind of a uh, quick, very quick story, yeah. <laughs> story of my life. So when you were starting in 1998 in the, in the barn, in the barn, 
what was like how did you get started did you i mean i guess you had some sales background from your from the your other experiences yeah but how did you get that started then oh well uh in arlington in 1998 a yoga studio was unheard of and there was a lot of you know there were some people who were happy about it and there were actually others who were not it was considered a and still is at times people have ideas that it's religious or something like that which it's not but um so it was tough yeah yeah it, it was tough actually uh there's an old article in the 2002 issue of real simple magazine i'm trying to remember the uh, i think it's a fall uh issue like a like uh, October, November, and um, they did an article on us, uh, on me actually, and then the, they had they uh, came out and spent a couple days with us taking pictures. Did you ever see that? I saw it. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and uh, it was uh, mostly related to a particular health uh, crisis that I was going through at the time. Which uh, the article is really interesting because there were people. It's a rare. I have a rare condition, and it was. Uh, I had a lot of calls after that article came out from people all over the place saying. Oh, wow, that sounds like what I have. Of course, you. <laughs> everyone's always self-diagnosing in this world. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's an article in there somewhere. Okay, very cool. Yeah, so. <clears throat> so you, when did you move from the barn to a new place then? Uh, I was there in the barn for 11 years. Oh, and wow. uh, uh, we had a lot of community support by that time. Our classes were being advertised through the Parks and Rec Department. We had a big dance program. We had kids. It was a big operation. Uh, we've scaled down quite a bit for our current space. Um, but um, let's see, what was I going to say about that? What was the question again? Sorry. Oh, just Getting in these memories. When, when you moved. <laughs> it's like you just trip out <laughs> yeah. uh, when we moved. Oh, yeah, moved from the barn. That was basically due to a um, divorce situation, and so I had to find a new place. And okay. that's where we ended up in the church. In Stanwood. In Stanwood. We have Which that. church? Oh, it's, it's on 271st Street. It's, it's the one okay. behind Bank of America. Yeah, it's behind. Oh, yeah. Food Bank. Behind yeah. That one. Yep. We were there for five, four, five years. At least five years. Wow. Yeah, five okay. years. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a beautiful space. And we had a big retail area and lots of uh, waiting area. <laughs> we don't nice. have a waiting area in our current space. Yeah. That's why we have a strict policy. You have to show up early or on time for class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were in Stanwood. <laughs> Um, from 2009, and then you moved from, or mm -hmm. 2009, mm -hmm. right? And then moved from there. Is that when you came out here then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, then... our lease was up in the other space. It was expensive and, um, and drafty. And, yeah, oh, and the, floor drafty. Was, the floor was freezing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was the barn, for that matter. I mean, our current space here at Camino Commons, I have to say, is quite comfortable <laughs> compared to anything we've ever had you know usually we've been in these drafty cold places so yeah yeah, yeah. It helps so, your concentration right if you're freezing you've got to really concentrate <laughs> I uh so I called I remembered realizing I needed to find a place I was like well I, I don't want to leave the island you know so I'm going to find some space on the island when I quickly found out there was very little commercial space on Camino Island yeah so I met with Bill Duncan he showed me that space that's the first space I saw okay I was like I think this is it. Yeah. I think this is it. It just felt right. I like being upstairs. I like the view. Um, you know, we could see everything happening down down below. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's how it all began here. Well, it felt like the potential for a greater community. It felt like yeah. 
Because if you didn't know where the location was in Stanwood, people would just go down 532 and you just keep driving through. Mm -hmm. Um, But this location, our visibility has been so wonderful. I think it's brought more people to the studio. Well, the parking is nice. It's relatively safe here, you know. I like that aspect because, you know, coming and going. It's just, um, it's it's a little community in itself. Yeah. And we like that we can go downstairs, have something to eat, or get some coffee, or meet with friends. Um, It's really nice in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how did, Kara, how did you end up, like, how did you hear about Kameno and and end up here? Was that just from the uh, Yeah, well, my daughter had a boyfriend out here, and she kept telling me, Mom because I was in Arlington. I never left, you know, I was so busy. And uh, you got to see Camino Island. You would really like it. So, yeah, I didn't, still hadn't come out here, but then she, she, um, then I got the call, and I got, I took the job, and that's how I started coming out here. Okay. That's how it all began. So yeah. I guess I have the Camino Center to thank for that, uh, making that connection. And then I, oh, eventually I moved here, so... Yeah, I sold my house. My daughter moved out, went to college, and so I was there in Arlington in a house, you know, a big house, three-bedroom house on a on the golf course by the high school. <laughs> I was like, time to go. Time to go. <laughs> so I uh, came out here and rented a place with a view, an amazing view, and eagles and herons, mm-hmm. and uh, walked to the beach, and eventually it became my house. I eventually bought it and just sold it, actually, at a... Well, I'm not supposed to talk about that stuff. Anyway, happily um, sold it. It was a beautiful place, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, very cool. Yeah. So, Carol, tell us a little bit about you. What's what's kind of your background? What were you doing? You know, out of high school, did you go to college? I, I out of high school, I went to Europe. I uh, I was an au pair for a family in Germany for a year. Oh, very cool. <laughs> I I got. I was very into language, foreign language in high school and obsessed with travel to Europe and went over there for a year and did a ton of travel and became fluent. And <laughs> and then from that, um, came home and worked at, it was actually the Edmonds Community College travel office. Uh, I went through their travel and tourism program. Okay. And, yeah. And, um, and from there, got hooked up with a job at a place called Romantic Travel and Tours. Okay. Romantic spelled with a K at the end. Because <laughs> Roma- it's romantique. There was a group of hotels in Germany that are these owner-operated historic inns with fabulous restaurants and really traditional looking. And, okay. And so there was a group of, of hotels that we repre- you know, this business represented. And so they had an 800 number, and people would call and make reservations, and... Uh, that's where I met my husband. All right. And my best friend. And <laughs> yeah. Um, and so from there, yeah, I, we we started our own business uh, eventually, and uh, started our own family, and uh, was cruising right along with you know the travel industry for a number of years. And when my girls were still pretty young, um, I want to say three or three and five or three and four thereabouts. Um, a girlfriend and I decided we and we were living in South Everett. We we started taking um, yoga classes at the Mukilteo YMCA. Okay. I I had been reading about yoga in um, in books in terms of because uh, I was I was already on kind of a spiritual path, 
and a number of the authors that I really enjoyed um, talked about their own yoga practice and how they used yoga to deepen their own meditation. And, and uh, so that appealed to me. I thought, I've got to try, you know, when I saw the selection of classes available, I thought, well, let's try yoga. And, um, and I loved it. I, but I was immediately distracted by the physicality of it. And um, I was an athlete in school. So um, I, that, you know, it appealed to me to challenge myself in that way and get back into um, some more athletic type practices. And uh, so I was, I went through, you know, the initial, although being interested initially through the spiritual side of it, at the gym, you don't typically find the spiritual connection mm-hmm. with yoga is treated very much like an exercise class. Yeah. And so, um, but that's what was available, you know, in my area. And that's what I, you know, stayed with. When we moved up to Kameno, I continued to practice at um, the gyms up here. Okay. Until they would close. <laughs> and then they would close again. <laughs> and um, I had met one of Kara's teachers at uh, one of the gym classes. Okay. And so I knew about movement arts, um, but I hadn't made it out to Arlington to really check out um, the studio. But um, I, when she told me that they were actually starting to teach classes on the island, <laughs> I had showed up at the gym one morning, and the sign was on the window, we're closed. <laughs> And I immediately <laughs> drove uh, and didn't look back. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like once once I found uh, Kara's teaching and and that approach of uh, of movement arts and the focus of the whole aspect of yoga, it reminded me why I approached yoga to begin with. And um, I haven't looked back. Yeah. Yeah. So then you started going to that class at the Kamehameha Center mm-hmm. then? I did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I was a student before I was a teacher, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, how did you guys, how did you and your husband end up on the Kamehameha Island? Uh, well, we, we were living in South Everett, and we had, we had a lovely home, but it was, it was an area of Everett that every neighbor was doing something different with their kids in school. They were, some kids were in a public school, some kids were private school, some kids were privately homeschooled, um, uh, Christian schools. It, I couldn't find any consensus. And I finally went and visited the elementary school and they had, they told me they had a 30% turnover every year of students because there were so many apartment buildings in wow. the area. Okay. And so that didn't appeal to me. Um, someone tried to break into the house and that didn't appeal to me. <laughs> so we started looking for property and, um, and we looked, I mean, we looked all over. We looked in Snohomish, we looked in Edmonds, we looked, we looked, but our, our real estate agent actually had good friends that were trying to sell a lot up here on Kameno. Okay. And we said, let's take a look. And yeah, again, we didn't look back. <laughs> it's like once, once we found it, um, it just, it, it's, it's been the right fit for mm-hmm. us. And, um, and yeah, and to find, and then to find this community here, um, it's just, yeah, feel like you're living the dream every day. Yeah. Yeah. It really is something, um, Kameno Island just has such a special atmosphere that it has about it. 
Well, it's like my girls went to school with the kids of the te- of their teachers. It's like the teachers were part of the community. Yeah. And it's you know the, the teachers were living within the school district. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah, you don't find that so much when right. you get into the, you know, bigger populated areas and um so yeah, it, it you really just felt connected right away. And I and I know I was fortunate to move up here when my girls were at that age that they were, you know, going into school because I could then immediately meet people because I, I didn't know anybody up here yeah. and was moving from friends and family, you know, um, in the Bothell area, Bothell yeah. and Seattle area. And so, um, yeah, it, it really meant a lot to be able to meet people right away. Yeah. No, that's, that's, you know, that's always a hard part moving to a new community is trying to find connecting with people. And I, yeah, I've pointed that out to students that, that, you know, people that retire, you know, that come into the studio and they're yeah. taking some classes, but they don't know anybody. It's like, well, this is the place to come Yeah. because yeah. you get, you're immediately embraced by, you know, join us for coffee after class. And, and so it just, uh, it's a great way to meet people when you've moved to a new area. Right. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, now we're, you guys, so you're working on the transition. You guys are, I mean, you mostly worked through it, but when did this start coming about for you, Kara? When did you start kind of leaning this direction that you wanted to sell movement arts rather than move it around or move it somewhere? Oh, I didn't, I didn't ever want to move it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's in the name, it's like uh, enough movement. <laughs> um, enough moving, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Do you remember? I mean, I think it might be a couple of years. I think it was a very casual question I, I gave to Carol a year and a half ago or two years ago. Like, would you ever be interested if this came up? Yeah. And she thought about it for a, a long while. I think I had to ask her again <laughs> a year later. And then maybe the third time I brought it up, that's how I'm kind of remembering it, there was more interest. And it kind of happened at it the perfect time because in the last two years, I think it's just been two years, maybe three years, I helped start the day spa next door to, Yeah. Uh, I got that started and um, with a partner and then sold my interest there. And uh, then I went down to California for a 28 day training in shamanic energy medicine with uh, Alberto Villoto, who is um, an amazing, uh, amazing teacher and so I what I was learning there besides my own personal development was um, these healing these old ancient healing techniques that have been carried on through many many years and uh, sort of mixed in with what we know about modern science in terms of like how to power up the brain and nutrition and all kinds of great things yeah so I'm becoming more and more interested in this work which is mostly individual work one-on-one with people okay and um i know it's not in the mainstream but um that's kind of why i'm leaving and going to you know you were just talking about coming into a new community like i'm not leaving camino because i'm not happy here it's a beautiful place and i have great friends and the studio is great but because i'm like feel more like i'm being called or being pulled yeah pulled in the direction of a place in the desert so i'm headed towards uh, tucson and um 
working with people in this um, the healing work, doing the healing work. So that, I think, has motivated me to make this shift. Yeah. That's a big change for me. Yeah. So did you, when you first started going to the, the healing teaching then, mm -hmm. did do they have a community down in Arizona or... Uh, well, they train, um, these are, you know, we're basically what we are, the people who do this training are modern day shamans. So, um, you know, sh shamanism predates yoga, it predates almost all religions. It's, um, you know, so old. And the fact that it's, so, a lot of it has survived through thousands and thousands of years is super cool. Um, so with Alberto, their base is uh, actually in Chile and they do all kinds of things but the training that we did was just yeah in California and then there's people who've trained all over the world and all over the country um, but yeah it's hard to meet it's rare to meet another person who's done this uh, it's called the four winds uh, society and so but occasionally I do run into somebody I was in Mount Shasta recently and I ran into um, found a person who had done the same training did a session with her so um, there aren't a lot of people doing this work yeah and i'm kind of ready for for that you know like the cat who has nine lives it's you know i figure good to have a chance to recreate myself at least one more time you know <laughs> i'm in that getting into that retirement age and so on so um yeah to make that shift yeah. into a just a different place and i still plan on maybe doing retreats like yoga retreats or whatever occasional things but i don't know how much uh, regular teaching i'll be i'm, I'm not going to own a studio one of the things that carol's taking on is the administrative <laughs> side of things <laughs> and uh well yeah she knows it's a new hat <laughs> <laughs> i said she had to go from one massage a month to two <laughs> Yeah, so letting go of that part, less time on the computer, um, yeah. those are some things I'm looking forward to. Although I do plan to write, so I have I do have a plan to write. You may see my my bestseller out there someday. I guess very all cool. writers fantasize about that. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, and then um, what about you, Carol? What do you? How do you feel like when this transition? Walk us through that. Like you started having the conversation about taking over. Where did it go from there? Yeah, well, I I was definitely uh, intrigued when Kara brought it up the first time, but I was I was glad to have the time to really process what it what it would mean and the responsibility that it is to take it on, um, because it does mean so much to so many people mm -hmm. in the community. And um, but I you know I I want to continue practicing with my friends basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I feel fortunate to be in the position to, to do it. And, um, but yeah, I, like I say, I just, I hope to cultivate, um, an environment that allows both students and teachers to just to continue to pursue and, uh, explore what really intrigues them about the practice. And, uh, we'll have, um, some interesting, workshops coming up. Uh, one of our teachers just did a training with uh, an internationally known yoga teacher on the subtle body. Okay. And yeah, so Melissa's going to do a workshop in uh, the end of January, uh, January 25th, 
on on what she you know learned from that and it's um you know it's it's just taking your practice deeper um you know yes you can you can go to a yoga class and it, and and get the stretching out of it but there's other <laughs> there's other stuff at play that's yeah. going on whether you're conscious of it or not but the more conscious of it you become the deeper your practice becomes mm-hmm. and um we've got a, a a guest teacher coming in um who who's going to do some uh like a journaling practice with some restorative yoga okay and uh so you like journaling writing yes okay yes Just making sure I was yeah <laughs> yeah and we're going to combine that with um an evening uh sound bath which is the crystal bowls and just um so it's, it should be a really wonderful afternoon early evening um of just really exploring the different aspects of yoga yeah but um yeah, and that's just in the short term, you know, and we'll just, like I say, I'm just, um, I'm open and I, I, I'm excited to kind of ignite some of that creativity to, to look at, you know, things to bring into the studio and, and, and share with everybody. Um, so I'm going to be going back for um, an additional 300 hour training myself once we continue, once we complete our current teacher training schedule. Okay. Uh, at the end of April, um, I'm going to go do a 300, <laughs> 300 <Wow>. hour training. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And just hope to work with some teachers that I've followed for, for a time and, and, um, just other aspects of yoga, just to kind of deepen my own practice and understanding and, and then bring it into the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So how often do you guys, um, like how often on a regular basis were you guys going to different retreats or trainings or? We, we we joke that yoga teachers spend their income that they earn from teaching yoga on trainings. We pretty much do that, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, for the most part, we you know teachers. It's interesting. We have when you look at the professions of the our students, mm-hmm. we have more teachers than any other profession. And I think part of that is the teachers want to learn. Right. And yoga is something you can learn. It's not just something you. I mean, obviously you do it. You have to do it to learn it but you you learn it's it's continually deeper mm-hmm. as you get deeper into the study it goes on and on and on so yeah it's super powerful so um uh you know i was also going to mention that retreats we've we have a history of doing yoga retreats uh several a year and um we go to leavenworth we go to we've gone to costa rica we've gone to maui couple times now carol has a travel uh travel <laughs> background and some anyway uh she's got a few retreats up her sleeve and um and uh we may be doing something together in the future too down in uh southwestern america so yoga retreats are great and anybody can go and um even if you don't practice yoga you can go yeah you know people ask can i bring my husband along not that guys don't do yoga but we have a lot more women than men. Yeah. You know, and yes, the husbands can come and have a great time too. So people should definitely get into the mailing list and then find out what's what's going on cuz what's cool about a yoga retreat, especially if you're traveling alone, it's really nice because you get to go with a group of people right. that you know are cool, that are health conscious, that are going to, you know, practice together and be friendly. You know, for the most part, it's yeah. a, <laughs> not too it's much an drama. Easy travel situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's always nice to be able to go with a group that you already know. And, yeah, like yeah. you're like-minded. You know you guys are going to want to go 
similar places and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so people should stay stay tuned because there's I'm sure some exciting things coming down the line. And our teacher training, by the way, I I mean I I'm not gonna I I just I don't want to be brag bragging about this program, but I have to say that um, our program has been honed over the years we've been doing there's teacher trainings available everywhere now but we've been doing it well on the book since 20, 2011 um, and before that I had my own sort of structure but um, many of the teachers who are teaching in the whole general area Marysville even people in other states but just generally and up to Bellingham there are teachers who've graduated from our program and so we've kind of, it's been exponential. We teach yeah. teachers, they go on, and so it just goes on and on. And um, it's just an amazing program. And it's also an amazing program because if somebody really wants to learn, really learn yoga, yeah. not not just the poses, not right. just the breathing, um, they can enroll in this course. They don't have to become a teacher, but they're going to get that. They're going to be immersed in yoga. And uh, it's a rare opportunity. We only do it once every two years, and this time, oh, okay. yeah, we're we're ending our our current class will graduate in 2020, April of 2020. Okay, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm hanging around till then. Got it. Okay, finish that course, and then um, and then there'll be another one in probably the fall of 2021. 20, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, so how how long are they? Are the seven courses? months currently. Seven months. Yeah, it's a okay. 200 hour course, so we kind of stretch it out over a long period of time, and it's basically through the fall winter early spring uh time okay yeah so and you know it's a smaller class it's not a, not huge but uh, the people really get a lot out of it yeah well and then do people come like do you guys have people that come from out of state to take the class not for that class because you know uh because it's so stretched out yeah we actually we have someone coming from port townsend for the current one so yeah. wow yeah do they travel here then for each? Well, yeah, she fortunately has a place to stay when okay. she comes. Because we do it over the weekend, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Yes, yeah, it'd be hard yeah. for someone yeah. who was coming from far away. But Yeah, well, you know. and we had another student um, in our last training who lives more in the shoreline area in Seattle. and yeah. But her in-laws have a place up here on Camino, so she could come up and she would stay at their place on yeah. the weekend. So yeah, I mean, the most they have. Yeah. Connections. Yeah, yeah. When when students got connections up here, she she said she just much preferred coming up here, in, instead of battling the traffic Seattle and, and yeah. all that traffic, and uh, yeah, we were glad to have her. Very cool. Yeah. And and this is something that you, Kara, you had started in 2011, and you you've been kind of working on it ever. Yeah. Since well, there? I, the, the, my real history about training teachers is I was um, so I started my my studio in 1998 in Arlington. There were no really no other yoga teachers around. Yeah. And, um, I as my s schedule grew, I couldn't handle everything myself. So I was like, I got to train my own teachers. So I just opened up a teacher training course to the students that I thought would be the ones that would want it, and they did. And so the, my original teacher training course was like. I don't know, it was 68 hours or something. It was less time, but uh, equal is intense, very intense. <laughs> and because I needed the employees, you know, I couldn't right. stretch it out. So so we 
this that's how we got started so um now there's something called the yoga alliance and we're we are a registered yoga school with the yoga alliance and so we're we became official teaching 200 hour courses in 2011 okay and doing it every two years so it you know every year would be probably a little overload for both of us it's a it's a big commitment on our yeah uh, our part it's a lot of time to put into people yes yes but worth it and we do our teachers are all uh trained in-house and that way the students have consistency uh, because you can go to one yoga studio and the teacher will be like, no, do it this way. And yep. then another studio, that, no, do it that way. And they come in confused. And our studio, our teaching is, you know, even though we're individuals, it's very, it's, it, it all makes sense from right. one class to another. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I've got, I don't have any experience in yoga, but in like even dancing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, you know, even having some, a relative amount of experience in dance, um, when you go to a new teacher and yes. you start listening to them count, sometimes they'll count on a different beat and they'll do the moves slightly mm-hmm. different, just alter. Um, and it, it's an art, so it, they can all change a of little course. bit. But of course, you, you're at first, you're like, wait, I was taught this way. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah, it just kind of throws you off your rhythm for a little sure. while to, until uh-huh. you can get back up. But that's such a neat, um, I mean, for you, it's such a great legacy that you've left um, all of these people that have... <laughs> you know, grown and, and learned through what you've taught and, and now are getting to teach on their own. And yeah, um, that's really neat. It really, really is. Cool. We're, I'm, I just think it's a fantastic program and will continue to be. So, yeah. And for people who want to teach or just want to learn. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's very cool. So we have the classes, yeah. we have the workshops, we have the retreats, we have the teacher training. Did I leave anything out? Gosh, 24 classes a week? <laughs> yeah, right now, 24 wow. classes a week. And uh, also Pilates. Uh, Carol uh, Carol has structured the Pilates uh, program, and uh, it's Pilates Fusion. So it's the cool thing about Pilates Fusion is you get to rest at the end. Because <laughs> most Pilates classes, there is no rest. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah, it's, there's a lot of good going on. And of course, we have all these great introductory rates and we just always welcome new students. And, you know, I, I'm still I'm always going to be selling movement arts because I just can't help it because <laughs> yeah. I think I believe in it. And, yeah. You know, when you really believe in something, it's easy to it's easy promote to it because right. uh, you, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're going to be, I mean, I know here at the complex, um, we're going to really miss seeing you, Kara, around the place and um, all the energy that you brought here and, and the, the, you know, this whole community that you've built over these last um, seven years um, and, and longer because in Stanwood as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We, we actually have people who still come from Arlington to Command. Marysville. Wow. Okay. Marysville. Yeah, Marysville. Yeah. Not many, but a few. Yeah. What's... Uh, do you have like what's your longest student longest student of yours? <sighs> Close to twenty years. I have uh, there's there's a couple um, who live here on the island. Yeah. But started in the barn in Arlington. Oh, and, very cool. And they they got gradually happier and happier as I moved <laughs> closer and closer to Camino. Closer and closer to home for them. So, yeah, it's uh, really been quite a journey, and I never you know, anticipated doing anything for this long. I've always kind of jumped around a little bit, but I guess moving a bunch helped me, you know, have that jumping experience of like (laughs) change, change, change. So 
you know, change is inevitable, and I just, um, I think that we're both in a position where we're like embracing this change now, and um, and yeah, we've done a few things here at the Commons too. We have uh, occasionally have a drum circle, mm -hmm. and we've always done that when uh, we feel like the energy is needed. Like I don't know, there's a vacant space. Let's have a drum <laughs> circle, you know, to bring up the energy of the whole environment. Uh, and that's why we do sound bath, and that's why I play the bowls. We have this practice cl this class called yoga nidra and i always play the bowls at the beginning people go into this deep meditation mm. and uh it's just all good stuff what can i say it's a crazy world and we all need some peace some calmness in our lives and some tranquility so we're trying to be the people and the place to provide that for for the community yeah yeah well like I said, I mean, we appreciate all that you've done and, and built over these last many years um, and wish you really well on your next journey. Thank you. I'm sure you'll do very well in that as well. Yes. And I do plan to visit at some point, but it'll probably be in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the option. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> they're pretty easy, I think, uh, except for the last one. Okay. Um so um, do, you, do you have a lesser known or favorite location on Kameno Island that you like to hang out? Mm. It's the parks. It's uh, Barnum Point and Cama Beach and uh, kayaking in the bay. And yeah, I mean, we're just surrounded by all these treasures. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I love, uh, there's definitely some spots in those parks that are just all you hear is the birds. You don't you don't hear traffic anymore, and you yeah. just hear the wind, the water, and the birds. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. What about for you, Kara? Well, I'm thinking of lesser known, because uh, there's lots of favorite places, but lesser known, I have a special relationship with a tree <laughs> at Otsalati Point Park. Uh, it's my old neighborhood, and I just go up there. Some, now I usually drive there because I'm living uh, out of the neighborhood, but um, and sit there and just take it all in the view the eagles is a heavy eagle hang out there and yeah if people have gone up there usually if you remember to look up you'll probably see eagles and uh yeah so that's my place very cool yeah pretend you have a friend coming from out of town who hasn't been to Kamano before what would their first day look like here We're talking the summer because that's when friends come up to come yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I love I love to take friends. Uh, you know, if, if I've got a friend with a kayak, I love to go out um, on the bay, um, go out at Saladi Point or um, even in Port Susan, just uh, get out on the water. Yeah. yeah. And you can see the herons and see the eagles and yeah, you know, and take them here for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i always like to take people you know hopefully yeah so during the summer for sure uh down to the Cama beach cafe yeah for breakfast yeah then yeah. go for a walk and that yeah. can take from a short time to a long time you can walk yeah. all the way through to the state park and it's nice if you have a dog with you but i don't have a dog right now i'm trying to resist <laughs> Before you dog. move? Yeah, no, I just have to wait. Um, so, yeah, and then if later on the day, every time I have friends who come here, it's always they always want crab. Yeah. We're still kind of wondering why 
there's no restaurant on Camino Island that serves up crab. Right. Like or, it, or seafood I mean, in general and sandwich. Yeah. I mean, the net, now yeah. Taft has a crab cake salad. Now that's kind of yeah. start. nice. They're starting, you yeah. know. But like, you know, it's just because they're always, and then if it's not the season, oh, no, you can't get the crab. So yeah. anyway, um, and then, you know, time at the beach, too. Yeah. Uh, well, you can get that down at Kama, the state park. You can get it all, the forest yep. and the beach and the yep. eagles and the herons and um, just... The whales. The whales, the beauty, the fresh air. Uh, yeah, it's just stunning. Yeah. No, and stunning. I, think, I think the neat thing on Kameno is you can still find those places, like you were talking about, that Barnum Point or Cama Beach or just these different places where you can just go and sit by the water, um, you know, and it's, you won't necessarily see people. You mm-hmm. can just listen to the waves yeah. and just relax. You don't have to hear cars yeah. or, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that like, as you get busier in life, you start doing things, you go visit cities or there's just, there's not that many places that you can just do that yeah um, that you're around and the fact that you we there's we're on this island that there's a multitude of those places to go visit and just breathe you know Mm -hmm. well when my husband and i first moved up here and we were coming from south everett where we would hear sirens every night Mm -hmm. and uh we moved it's like we both of us could just feel this kind of let down of stress and tension just crossing the bridge onto the island yeah, and it, it just it was noticeable when we first moved up here because as soon as you get back out on I five, you know there go the shoulders <laughs> up to the ears, and you're just hanging on your steering wheel and holding on. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it just it just this decompress right sense of coming onto the island. Yeah. Um, all right, who is an interesting or fascinating person in, in this community that I should interview next? Oh gosh. You've already interviewed Levon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you interviewed Mary Pilkington? No, but I actually just spoke with her. I got her contact info. Um, yeah. And, and she's on the list to be interviewed. But yeah, no, yeah. I've heard my parents were talking about her. Yeah. And they've had conversations with her and just were like, you need to have yep. her on the podcast. <laughs> so um, I'm very excited to have her on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that would probably be the person. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and if you think of anyone else, you can always email me. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard on Camino Island, right as you're driving on the island, what would it say? <laughs> Told you, the last one's the hard question. <laughs> so people coming onto the island, like a promotional kind of thing or like anything? Yeah, yeah just what you think people should, should hear driving uh-huh. onto the island. Well, I like the statement, activate your bliss activate your bliss or be the peace that you seek yeah perfect all right guys well thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today thanks brandon it's fun brandon it's been really fun all right yeah and islanders i will talk to you on the next one Well, a big thank you to Kara Keating and Carol Mason for joining me on the podcast today. And we wish Kara well in her new adventures, and we're glad to have Carol around for the future. Um, If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us to be found by other islanders like yourself. 
And for more information on this episode or previous episodes, go to kamenocommons.com slash podcast. That's kamenocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.